This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. This week we're having someone on the podcast who is more than basically famous, they're famous. And we are talking to the one and only Easton Jay from Easton Jay Photography and so many other things. We're going to dive into that. But Easton and I went to college together and I have got to watch him follow his dreams. You literally quit your job, started photography full time, and you are thriving. So start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm Easton Jay with Easton Jay Photography. Uh, I'm a full-time wedding and Western fashion photographer based out of a tiny town in Central Texas called Covington. Um, I've been full-time for about a year now, and so far, things are going great, so we'll keep on pushing with it, you know? (laughs) So how did you get into photography? How did this passion start? So when I was a little, little kid, like, eight, nine, ten. My Nana was a photographer and I followed her around everywhere. Like everywhere she went, I was with her. And I just kind of picked up like off of her, like when she put her camera down, I'd pick it up and play with it when I wasn't supposed to be. And it kind of just grew from there. Like whenever she got out got out of the business, I like played with her camera just on the weekends when I was having fun, took pictures of my friends and stuff like that. And from there I really kind of fell in love with like the technical side of it. That is so cool. So talk a little bit about, you know, in college, where you went to school, why you chose your major, kind of how did that influence you to pick up photography as a side business at the time and then eventually pick it up full time? So I originally went to Tarleton just to be a livestock photographer. (laughs) And when I got there, somebody told me, oh, everybody and their mom wants to be a photographer. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of true. And I didn't really know how I would find like my path within everybody else that wanted to be a photographer. So I kind of put that on a, the back burner for a little while. And I thought about being like a seed sales rep or something fancy like that, you know, a big boy job. And then as I kind of got older and went through school more, I really realized that photography was more my passion rather than what I wanted a job to be. And even then, I didn't realize at that point that it could be a job. I thought it was just something that people did for fun on the weekends, you know. And then as I got older and I started networking more and meeting more people, it really became like a reality that this is something that you can do full time and you can make a living off of. And ever since then, I've been chasing it as much as I can. (laughs) So you talked about livestock photography. You obviously have a huge passion for livestock. You just put a new logo out. You have your own livestock company you are raising show lambs talk a little bit about that and you know how you got into the lamb business and where that passion comes from so I grew up showing goats actually in FFA ever since I was like seven years old and I showed them up until my freshman year of high school when I got a sheep from a close friend of ours because I always wanted to try it but we didn't really like sheep because I was on the goat side of things And so I showed one and I literally fell in love with it. 
And so I raised a couple in high school. And then when I went to college, we sold them all just because I was the one that was taking care of them. So, I mean, I was going away, so it wasn't really possible to keep them all. And then after I graduated, I slowly started kind of building the flock back up because now my nieces are kind of coming of age and they're getting ready to start showing. So we're trying to raise just a couple for them to get into the business too. That is so awesome. That made me think you have the most random talent. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan like knows when people are pregnant, what they're going to have. I knew you were going to bring this up. How, like, I could not, never forget that. Listen, the other day I was in Walgreens and I saw this girl. I do not know her. I've never seen her in my life. And I was like, that girl's pregnant. Like she didn't have a belly, nothing. She was skin and bones. And I was like, she's pregnant. So I went up to the cash register and she was in front of me in line and she was buying a pregnancy test. Oh my I was like, are you kidding me? I was freaking out because I thought my gift was gone. I thought I had expired out of it and everything. And I was like, you know what? I still got it. I'm still kicking. Because <laughs> yeah. didn't you predict like all of your sister's pregnancies? Yes. Yes. I'll tell you the story of how I first discovered my gift. <laughs> so me and my sister were eating at Cotton Patch Cafe of all places. And we're sitting in this booth. <laughs> we're sitting in the booth. And I'm like, Kaylee, this is going to sound absolutely crazy. I'm going to sound like a lunatic. But I feel like there's three people. <laughs> sitting in this booth and she's like what are you talking about I'm like are you pregnant and she's like what I'm like I think you're pregnant and she's like no I'm not pregnant so anyway we, I go home she goes home and like a month later she tells me that that day she went and got a pregnancy test and she was pregnant oh my gosh I mean what what are the chances that is a gift and since then I've been just telling people right and left you gonna have a baby <laughs> it's coming prepare yourself <laughs> oh my so you have a shot with some amazing people influencers companies things of that nature and who would be your dream client oh that's a tough question um i would say i can't put like a specific name on it but I would say somebody that is like creative, obviously, someone who doesn't go with like societal, that's not a word, not societal norms, like the normals of what you would expect to see. And then also somebody who's like, hmm, how do I word this? Confident enough to do something that like pushes the boundaries without like worrying about what the pushback would be from that, if that makes sense. That does. That is so good. I love how you have, <laughs> you, you don't have a person, but you have the right. qualities in someone you would want as a right, dream client. Exactly. Yes. So. But if you have somebody that has those qualities, you better let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have shot with some amazing people. We were just talking about, you know, Bex, Justin Boots, so many influencers I follow. Mm -hmm. What has been one of your favorite shoots? And it doesn't have to be the favorite because I'm sure you have some amazing stories. Uh -huh. So my, one of my favorites, I can't pick an absolute favorite, but one of my favorites, this past December when I was in Vegas for the NFR, I shot with Beck sunglasses and we shot out at like the dry lake beds in Vegas in the middle of the desert at sunrise. And it was like the most incredible day. The pictures were incredible. 
I mean, we can't share them until like May because it's for a new collection of sunglasses. But it was just like the best day, the best people. And it was just literally a dream come true. That is so awesome. I probably have to buy a pair. I'm always in need of new shades. But I love how you get to see, we all have an opinion of companies and influencers and you really get to see those people for who they are and their creative side. Yes. It's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like it's a blessing to get to meet these people and like get to know them on a more personal level. But it's a little bit of a curse because some of them, ain't really who they claim to be on the Instagram okay (laughs) (laughs) but 90% of them are great (laughs) well it makes it more worth it when they are who they're trying to be and are just good stand-up people yes it's so like fun and rewarding when you meet somebody and you have like this like previous like idea of what they would be like in person and they are that it's so it's cool it's cool to see you literally (laughs) tweeted you were like, in a year from now, I'm quitting my job and I'm going into photography full time. And it was before that year was up. Yeah. You walked away from corporate America and yeah. took this giant leap of faith. How did you go about that? What, you know, was it your faith, your friends? Like, how uh-huh. could you just jump off the ledge per se? It's funny that you say that because my word for this year is actually jump. So that's pretty cool. But I feel like, when I tweeted that, I thought, I'm never going to quit my job. Like, why am I staying this? And then it was literally maybe six weeks after that, I put in my two weeks notice. And it was literally the scariest thing I've ever done. But looking back now, I can't imagine not taking that chance and not taking that risk. But I feel like what led me up to that was I felt like my creativity and what I enjoyed of my job wasn't being fulfilled in that manner. Like, I felt like I was being like not held back, but like I wasn't able to use my full potential, if that makes sense. And so I felt like on the weekends, like I would do my own photography stuff and my own thing. And I felt like in those like 48 hours that I had on Saturday and Sunday to do my own thing, I was getting more like more, what's the word, like value to myself, if that makes sense. Like I was able to accomplish more and be happier and feel more rewarded and fulfilled in those two days than I was like the five days during the week at my nine to five job. And I thought, you know, if I'm making the same amount of money in these two days as I am the other five days, then why not? And I took that risk and I made it happen and it's going well so far. So it's been a blessing for sure. You manifested, as I would say. I tell people all the time, speak it into existence. Yes, my brother doesn't get that. He's like, I don't I'm like, no, I keep telling him, so at 30, if I don't have a man, Uh I'm buying a Range Rover. Uh What? He's like, that's just ridiculous. And I'm like, no, like, I'm speaking it into existence. Yeah, it's going to happen. Even if I have a man, I'm probably going to buy one. Right. (laughs) So the Western industry obviously we both grew up around it in it and Mm. it kind of has its downside and there are not some pretty things and there are some mean people and so what is something I would say is a boundary you have you know to keep space between you and what people might be saying about you on the internet or you know rude people there is probably people you don't want to do business with because you know how they are in real life so how do you maintain that balance For sure. There definitely is a line that I tell myself I'm not going to cross and a line with people that I'm not going to work with. 
for instance, like I am a firm believer that the more the merrier. I think the more people that we can expose to the industry and get involved in the industry is a great thing, especially right now with um, agriculture and the Western industry, the Western way of life being on like the big stage with Yellowstone in 1883 and stuff like that. I think the more people that are getting exposed to that and are coming to the industry because of shows like that and stuff, even Western fashion, we're seeing that in mainstream media nowadays. And I think that is so good. Like the more people that we can expose to that will bring them to the industry. But I also think that showing them true information and factual information is even more important. And I think like on the Western fashion side of things, people can be, um, what's the nice way to put this? <laughs> like the nice way of saying like a clout chaser. People want to get to the top and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top. And if that means putting on, um, I want to be nice, but I'm going to be nice. <laughs> if that means going to the Goodwill and getting a pair of jeans and a pair of boots and going to their neighbor's yard and posing with their horse that they've never touched in their life and acting like it's their horse, then they're going to do it. And, you know, more power to them. That's not something that I would want to do. I wouldn't, I mean, I want to be Easton. I want people to meet Easton and fall in love with Easton for who Easton is. I don't want to be Easton 2.0 on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but so, back to your original question, I got on a tangent there for a second. You're, you're good. <laughs> I feel like the way that I've conducted myself in my business is I've set lines that I won't cross. So that goes for people, for content that I shoot, um, for contracts that I sign. I set those boundaries ahead of time. So when it presents itself to me, immediately I can say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say those things. I'm not going to shoot these things. And that made it a lot simpler because I have a hard time saying no. I'm like a yes, sir kind of person. Like I will do it if you ask me to. And so I think setting those boundaries ahead of time is really, really important for myself. I so agree with that. That is so good. So my last question before the final billboard question would be you are a huge component of bring everyone to the table you make the best reels and you have one about that <laughs> and so talk about you know if someone wanted to get into photography what's the first thing you would tell them the first thing I would tell them thank you for the reels Carmen I appreciate that <laughs> but the first thing that I would tell them is to find a mentor I feel like when I came into this, other than like my Nana who kind of shaped me into being a photographer, I feel like when I came into like the Western fashion industry, quote unquote, it was really like few and far between of people who are willing to help you. And I feel like we're coming to more of a day and age where people are more willing to share secrets. But like when I first started, it was very like hush hush of how you do things and when to do this sort of stuff and when not to do this kind of stuff. And I feel like finding a mentor is the absolute best thing you can do just to have like a second opinion, you know, someone to be like, hey, like you maybe shouldn't do that, you know, or maybe you should do that or you're doing a great job, you know, someone that you can lean on when you have questions because everyone's going to have questions. And I feel like having somebody that's experienced and that has like, I guess the recognition in the industry is a really big tool that you can use. Well, my final question for you, if oh, you God. had a billboard, what would be on it and why? 
if I had a billboard, first off, in the very center, it's going to be my face. Because I want people to see Easton, and I want people in the in the most humble way that I can say this, when people see Easton Jay on the street, I want them to be like, oh my gosh, that's Easton Jay photography. I've always told myself, like, since I was a little kid, I told myself, I'm going to make a name for myself somehow. I'm going to make a name for myself, and I'm going to have an empire one day. That's like what I've told myself since I was four, probably. I mean, probably not that young, but pretty young. So in the very center, it would be my face. On the left side, it would be my name, Easton J Photography, hashtag EJP. <laughs> and then on the right side, it would be, hmm, probably my favorite quote on the planet. It's actually from a song and it's, everybody says that you can't until you do. That's something that I have like pushed myself and pushed myself towards for like the past year. It's like, there's always gonna be naysayers and people who say, oh, everyone and their mom wants to be a photographer. But it's up to you to turn them into a believer. You know what I mean? Like the only thing that's going to change their mind is when they actually see it and when they see you doing it and making it happen. And then they're going to want to join. And I love that. (laughs) So good. Well, how can our listeners keep up with your adventures? And what are some fun things you've got planned in 2022? You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Easton J Photography or my website, www.eastonj.com. And in the future, I've got tons of weddings, which is so exciting because like a year ago, I told people I would never, ever shoot a wedding. And now that's like the majority of my business. And I love it so much. I've fallen in love with shooting people in love and fell in love with getting to know my clients on a more personal level. And that's really, really exciting for my future. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me and record a podcast. I know you're so busy. I am so, so proud of you. And when you reach your empire, I'm going to get to say I knew you before (laughs) Easton J was a name. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on.